0: What's up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Visor presented by the Inside group I am Nick. <laughs> I'm Nick <my> Money. <laughs> and I'm joined by Our wonderful panel of guests, Marcel. I don't know what just happened to Marcel during the
1: intro.
2: Every air am the wrong pipe. Go ahead. I'm good. I'm good.
1: So just a copy and paste the intro from the other podcast to this one.
0: Oh boy, what's everybody? British intro. (laughs) (laughs) What? We'll start somewhere else other than Marcel this week, uh, coming right off of, uh, the Memorial day classic, a very long day at the racetrack, very hot day at the racetrack. Uh, looking at the uh, group of us here, I I think maybe Matt a little bit, but I don't think anybody's quite as quite quite as sunburned as I did. Um, but it's bad, it's bad right now. We're in, we're in Labor Day classic form with the sunburn with the sunburn at this point in the season. Uh, but you guys, uh, you guys all had pretty decent uh, positives to take away from a more Memorial Day classic. Uh, let's start off with Taylor this week because she had a very interesting day at the racetrack. She finished the race this time.
3: I did. Um, I like how you put it. I did have a lot of positives to my day. Uh, started the heat. I started on the pole in the second heat and was doing good. And then I got so excited because I was leading that I drove her right on in there way too deep and got really loose, overcorrected, saw the wall, tried to correct it and decided to give her a nice little love tap and drove right into this. one pits. way to put it. Yeah. Um, it wasn't actually too bad. Just knocked the toe out a little. So pretty lucky wall hit, um, but then made it back just in time back out for the feature because they were rushing us. Like, I don't even know what happened in the pits, but they were screaming and no one was in order and no one had any of their stuff on.
0: I remember going down for the, uh, I, I was going down for the, uh, modifieds gritting up and they were saying street socks, get on the track. Forget about the order. Just get out there.
3: They literally were just like, go. I'm like, (laughs) Ooh, okay. And then, yeah, it was weird, but. That's okay. Um, then I started, I think 31st in the future. So way back, because obviously I only did like three laps in the heat. Um, a little timid at first in the future and then got rolling on the outside, realized my car was flying on the outside and started passing cars left and right. For once in my life, I went down to the inside and realized I was much slower there. So <laughs> there was that. And then I think I ended up finishing 13th. And so that was a pretty good race for me to finish that or to pass that many cars, finish clean, only got into one little puzzle there. Um, not really though. <laughs> I just know Marcel wants something to say about it. But. I was going to say, you said oh, you were, you yeah, were timid,
1: you, but, uh, where'd
3: that timid
0: glossed, part right, go over, the, glossed oh. right over the fact you and you and one other guy, uh, passed a lot of cars, uh, in, in your feature race, uh, on Sunday, Uh, And you guys even uh, had a nice, uh, nice exchange during the race. Let's let's hear all about it.
3: Well, so you see, (laughs) I think it was Jesse LeCare who was spinning or what, I don't actually really even know what happened to him into four. And I saw everyone checking up going into three. So I start like waving, everyone's waving behind me or in front of me. (laughs) And then going into four, I've got like the best shot right through the caution and whatnot. And all the cars just stacked up. And I got a really nice love tap from Marcel's brother behind me. And I might have given him the special she number one finger. Off.
2: She might not have. She flipped him off. <laughs> it was
1: awesome. He gave <laughs> him the one-finger salute. Nice. Yeah.
3: I was just like, come on, man. But, like, no hard feelings. He actually had an awesome race for him. I obviously never really raced against him. So we were we stuck together during the whole feature. But I didn't feel bad about my finger point, Dave. But... <laughs> You guys I am, really I am here for this rivalry. rivalry. No, it's Nothing. not a rivalry. I was actually so <laughs> proud of myself. I was like, I was proud of myself for getting mad, honestly. I was like, that- I don't even know if he saw it, but I feel so much better putting that. Oh, he,
2: he saw it. He told me he's like, all of a sudden I saw like she was waving. He said, and then I saw like this little like middle finger. And I was like, oh no he's like we gotta go talk to her and i was like i'll go with you i was like she's on the podcast panel we'll be all right and we're like walking over there and he's like oh i just you know i was just focused i'm like dude she's not gonna be that mad i'm sure she was like wound up in the moment but you'll be i
3: was more just like (laughs) what the heck but like not anything bad at all
2: you guys did great it was cool because like obviously with you being part of the podcast it was nice that you and kyle literally kyle started 33rd and you just said you started 31st or whatever Mm -hmm. And you guys came all the way up the outside. And I was really impressed with both of you, honestly, because it was really, that's a long way to go, you know, to get up there. And you guys did a good job, stayed out of trouble for the most part. And you both had really good races. I mean, when you finish 11th and 13th, I think it's hard to be like super pumped. But when you come from 31st and 33rd, yeah,
3: yeah,
2: it's really easy to be pumped. And I thought you guys did an awesome job. It was fun to watch.
3: Yeah. Thank you. It was fun to race with him. You know, I've never raced with him and it's clean racing. So I mean, it was clean. We're all no hard feelings. Everything's good. Everything's great. As we like to say. (laughs)
2: Everything's great. She's 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 getting at the program program. really well. It was cool to see you get up through there.
0: Thanks. Yeah, no. And, and Marcel to talk about Kyle for a second, I think we'd mentioned him earlier on uh, this season where like last year, at the milk bowl he came and he kind of looked out of place looked a little bit uh nervous behind the wheel and he's gone out a couple times before and and shown a lot of improvement every time and obviously this week uh it it looks like he's got something figured out with that car so it's good to good to see him up there and the uh and your teammate running a little bit better
2: yeah he, he and he's grown a lot as a person um since he started racing like he's done quite a few races but like we finally got him in a mustang you know what i used to run and we have a lot better idea with that um he's a lot better at taking advice asking the right questions and um it really paid off you know i saw him make a lot of smart moves the other day that a few years ago he wouldn't have made and i mean he you know you guys didn't come from that far back by putting yourself in bad positions so obviously i paid attention to him a lot but with taylor being around him and her being on the show it was good to know what she did too and Taylor did a great job, and I was really proud of Kyle, and he was very excited. So uh, I'm sure you guys are going to do that a lot more. You guys had him pretty well covered. If you guys had had 50 laps, I'd like to see where he would have made it to. The top was rolling.
3: Me too. I was like Tommy Thunders right there. I'm going to follow him because he's going to make gaps, (laughs) and that's that was my goal. I'm like just stick with him, and we're going. (laughs) But
0: you guys had a pretty big field too. 33 cars. uh, A lot of street stuff.
2: Yeah.
1: Crap
3: on i thought yeah, i was like everyone asked me how out. i did and i'm like oh i think i started like 23rd something and they're like no 31st i'm like oh there's that there was a shoot ton of cars <laughs> i i mean i realized it but i guess not that much
0: yeah it must have must have made things pretty hectic out there even though tommy thunder it sounds like from your perspective was creating uh most of the hectic
2: action that's funny no enough, no no he, he was the same way i was like kyle follow thunder he's going to the front Gonna he just do whatever like he, it takes to get
3: there too. Just yeah, like, I don't know. I can tell like he'll know if there's people on the outside that he needs to jump down to the inside or if he needs to, if he's going to go on the outside, we're going like he, he knows where to be on the track. He knows most of the drivers out there. He's been there long enough to be able to read everyone pretty well, where I'm still pretty green to the, trying to read everyone. And there was one part where I dove to the inside. Cause I'm like, Oh, I think they're coming back. And that's when Marcel's brother, Kyle, went by me. I'm like, shouldn't have gone to the inside. but We've all been there.
0: Live and learn. (laughs) It doesn't
4: take long. You usually figure out pretty quick who's coming back and who's not. Yeah,
3: Yeah. I was definitely wrong on that call. It's hard (laughs) to always guess
4: right. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Cam, P4, pretty solid day for you guys. Take us through uh, Memorial Day Classic through your eyes.
4: I mean, we were, uh, we weren't, we didn't start off great at all. The first practice was actually good. And then the modifieds went out and we struggled. The car was junk after the modifieds (laughs) went out and we, we normally don't make many changes on that race car at all, but we threw the kitchen sink at it there. This last race and it, we got lucky. It worked out and car was, uh, it was good in the heat. I think we started fourth and ended up second. So we got our handicap there and start 10th in the feature. And we just kind of plucked our way up through and uh, get up to fourth. And I spent a lot of time watching my mirror. Justin Prescott was uh, pushing me there, but um, we were trying to catch H2O, Robert Gordon. Those guys just pulled away, but um, take away a fourth out of that, which we, I thought the track was going to be terrible for the feature and it wasn't bad. So um, coming out with fourth, we were pretty happy. That. <laughs> What's that?
2: i said don't ask don't mike mccaskill didn't say that
4: oh my <laughs> god <laughs> i really thought it was gonna be worse in the feature. i thought we were all done for after their the modifieds went out for their 100 laps but it, it wasn't that bad but
0: depending yeah, you where guys you were got, you guys got stuck behind them twice right like with they had that hour-long practice and yeah. then you guys went out and then they had their feature and then you guys went out again so um i guess what what was what were the big differences that that caused you to want to throw the kitchen sink at the 90 car so
4: when we when we went out in the obviously first practice is always good tracks green car's great um but when we went out after the modifieds you could feel the rubber out there it was like you're almost riding on top of the rubber and you could come off it and go back on it um for quite a while until we kick up most of it um, so yeah, we had to make a lot of changes for that because we knew we were going to be going right after them in the future too. So, um, yeah, we made a, a bunch of changes to it that we normally don't make and it ended up working out for us. So
2: how did you miss that parking lot in turn one? Yeah. Where were you when that happened? I just saw it from the pits where cars were flying everywhere. I didn't know where you were.
4: I was ahead of it actually. Oh Okay. So yeah, I, I was ahead of that and we come back <laughs> around and nobody really slowed down. I don't know if they didn't Flip the yellow lights or what? I never saw nothing, but we didn't come piling back into it. Thank God we stopped in time, but probably not as quick as we should have.
3: I heard that uh the receiver, whatever when he normally tells you there's a caution, I guess he didn't come on and say they're stopped in turn one or I think that's what Justin was saying. Is no, yeah, one I I knew. didn't
4: hear anything about a caution tracks yeah. blocked in one or anything like that, but <laughs> yeah, they were working this time. I will say that. I <laughs> I heard in most of the race. So <laughs>
0: So yeah, no, I I thought it was, I I was interested in seeing you know, what it what the rubber lay down for the modifies was going to be like, and then when I kind of walked into the pits for the first time after they had been driving around uh, in the pit area and getting ready for practice, and I could feel my shoes sticking to the pavement, yeah, um, yeah. in what is usually the street stock area of pit road, I was like, oh. Uh, things are going to be a little bit different today
2: <laughs> you could see them leaving like strips of rubber in the pits like it was crazy
0: yeah yeah no, that, i know that i think it's safe to say that the thunder road is is rubbered up now um, <laughs> yeah
1: yeah maybe a little yeah. too much
0: <laughs> but it, it didn't seem uh to have i know last week you know you guys were thinking maybe it might have some negative effects on the late model race i think I, I think everybody was kind of worried in the back of their mind that the mods were going to uh make the tiger in the late model races you know not as good because of the amount of rubber that they put down um but that didn't really seem to be the case I, the the track for the late models definitely seemed pretty similar to opening day uh where the groove kind of changed throughout the race um and you know, by the and by the end, you know, you had guys searching for grip in different areas of the racetrack. And, uh, you know, from my eyes as a, as a fan, uh, that's, that's a great thing when you get, when you have in those longer distance races, you know, the groove changing throughout the race. Um, I don't know what it's like for you guys, but as, as a fan, I enjoyed, I, I thought every race of the day was, was, uh, exceeded expectations.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it was necessarily the rubber. The rubber, I don't think, really played a lot of, you know, effect on our race, and I'm sure Matt can attest to it. I talked to quite a few guys afterwards. The bottom lane was garbage because it was so – I don't know if it's – there's. it can only be two things, I think. I don't think the racetrack is peeling up, but, like, right where everybody comes off the bottom of the corner, I think the modified guys got it so hot – because, like, they're they're hitting it, and then we come out right away and hit it, you know? And when we're all doubled up, it wasn't too bad. But, like, off of two and off of four, it was almost undrivable on the bottom. It was like hitting a 1,000 marbles. Like, I caught Chris, and I thought for sure I was going to wreck him because I literally couldn't turn. Like, we came off four. I was underneath of him, and we came off four, and I almost took him straight in the driver's door. And, like, I hadn't even picked the gas up yet. It was just like straight marbles and we didn't really feel that all day, but I feel like it's gotta be something with those guys hitting the same spots over and over the track just gets so hot right there. And then we all come out and at first we're all, you know, kind of spread out and then the race, you know, singles out, we start hitting it over and over and it just, it made the bottom, the bottom was junk after like, I don't know what, Matt, 50 laps in our race just horrible.
1: Yeah, it was like by lap 40, the bottom was just pretty bad. I mean, my take on it is what it looked like by like lap. About the time it started getting bad is when I started paying attention to it because I came on the radio and I was like, I don't know how I missed this for the past 30 laps. I'm like, but the track is peeling up like in in two and four. And that's what it looked like. And then as I started putting more laps on it, I was like, actually, it's not the track. It looks like to me, the mods, they just run. They kind of, you know, enter high and then cut real low to get that good drive off. And it looks like they just put so much rubber on the bottom. Plus they also have these huge tires. Like they are just putting a lot of heat into that one area off the corners. And I think the Tigers probably aren't putting as much heat as we are. Um, and what it looked like for me is on the, in the beginning of the race, the bottom worked fine. Like we were great, yeah, but once we put enough heat into where they laid the rubber, it really looked like we started to kind of warm that rubber back up and it started to peel up a little bit and it did it. It really gave that marble effect. Um, so by about lap 40, uh, if you were on the bottom trying to pass someone uh, that was on your outside, you were doing everything you could to not put them in the wall off from four and then not door the heck out of them off from two. Um, it, it was it like definitely... you had
2: grip, 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 no grip at all.
1: Like Yeah. Yeah. And like the car like... would be
2: rolling good and then you'd lose it all. It was crazy. Yeah.
1: And like the worst part too is like, you could see it. Like we knew Oh yeah. If we couldn't hit it. It wasn't like just this random ghost spot on the track where like, there's just no grip. Like we would visually enter the corner and be like, all right, I'm going to drive through this. Let's see what happens. Um, it, it definitely changed the dynamic of the racing, but I think it helped only because I think in a lot of races and, and I really think years finally, or like as the years progress in Thunder roads, finally getting back into where it was, uh, before the repave, um, I think we're finally starting to see that two lane track come back. Uh, We've had some glimpses at it the past couple of years, but I really think it's getting there now. Um, And it's making the racing a lot more exciting. And the street stocks back when they first paved it, it, we could never do what Taylor and uh, Kyle did. You could never just drive on the outside and go from 31st to 11th and 13th or wherever it was. If you started 31st and you got stuck on the outside, you were finishing 31st. Um, So it's cool that it, it's helping uh all these other divisions and just it really is making the racing that much better.
0: Yeah, um I was hearing that the modifieds were were the the top like the top 10 ones that the fast modifieds were not lifting if at all. Um wow. the way they were driving it into the corner it was just getting set. they were getting so much grip um on the entry they were able to just drive it like get that high high corner entry and just drive it straight to the bottom using the banking, and so they would get the low corner exit. Yeah, and they like diamond
2: in the track a little straight right. up in the middle and then drive straight off the bottom. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yep. No, it, it's crazy stuff. Um, and next next time we race, we get the super modifieds. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so it's and I don't know. Did you guys see that video on Facebook, of yeah. the super modified turning like 10 second laps at Thunder Road?
1: yeah it's oh like totally nuts.
0: cow nuts. that yeah. i don't know if that's you know if that's one of the cars that's going to run up front in that race or if it's you know a middle of pack back marker type guy i don't know anything about supermodifieds i've only ever seen him once but uh you could you know audibly hear him out of the throttle for like what uh quarter of a second, a second? yeah, yeah. For the entire lap just crazy stuff and i was talking with a bunch of people about those things especially when they had uh when they had that one come out and test uh or run the you know laps the the promotional laps we'll call them um before the modified feature those those cars don't look for a great race with those cars they're probably going to bring 10 to 15 probably closer to 10 of them and it's going to be follow the leader, but 100%. the spectacle of seeing a car go around Thunder Road in under ten seconds, I think, makes that those cars the price of admission. Um, yeah. When they when they show up, I I, I could not stop wa- stop watching that that video when it was posted on Facebook the other day.
2: They're going too fast for it to race. Good, you know. Yeah. It, exactly. It's, right. It, they're they're going way too. And I don't mean that in a negative way. It's, badass how fast they're going but when you're talking about a guy lifting for and like you said i mean a quarter second you know how is someone gonna put a wheel up on the outside of that guy they're not right (laughs) you know it's it's not gonna happen like they're they're cool looking they sound insane and they are flying but i just i don't see how they could ever race side by side at thunder road and i don't see how even a slow guy could get passed by you know you'd have to be going Half a second faster than this guy to pass them when they're that wide open all the time.
0: Yeah, no, it's it, it's. Uh, they sounded cool. They they sounded very cool. Um, so the modified race, first time we've seen anything like this in a while. He's right uh, in our face,
2: Matt.
0: How how many of you got to watch even a few laps of this one?
4: I watched most of it. I didn't get to watch the last twenty five. I think I headed to the car, but. I, I thought it was cool i liked watching them
0: i i love modifies man i i know they're not the traditional car up here but they they sound so cool and they Even look if they
4: don't put on the best race they're they still look cool cool to watch go around
0: yeah and they put on yeah. a really good race i thought yeah. i thought i mean i don't think it's unfair to say that that race was better than the late model race
2: Hurt our feelings, Matt. <laughs> Nick, he hurt our feelings, Matt. I was Nick, hurt
0: waiting, waiting for uh for reaction from from one of our two. No, I mean I remember, they were but...
2: they they are definitely cool race cars, you know. And when they're driving through the pits, and you can hear them dragging on the ground, you know, it's like how can something, you know, that low and that wide of tires not be badass, you know? And I I I still think it probably maybe Thunder Road isn't like the perfect track for them, but I thought it was a a decent race, I guess. I mean, I'm not going to go start following the modified tour around, but like there are certain tracks where I think they'd probably be really cool to race at. And like you said, they didn't put, it's not like they put on a garbage show by any means. So they didn't tear as many of them up as I thought they were going to, honestly. I mean, Thunder Road's really tight in the late model. And those things I feel like got to be wider than us with those tires sticking out of there. So um, it wasn't horrible. And Matt Hirschman didn't win. So I'm sure all the fans that do follow that tour were very happy because all that guy does is win, you know? And <laughs> I mean, so it was good for uh, Chase Dowling, right? To win yep. the nine. So that was cool for him. It was, well, they brought, it was all right. I mean, I didn't hate it.
0: They they brought a lot of uh, a lot of bigger name drivers too. Um, I mean, obviously we didn't get like the Justin Bonsignor, Ryan Priest. It it was unfortunate that they had this race scheduled the day after um The NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour ran in Jennerstown, Pennsylvania. That got rained out, though,
2: right? Because that was supposed to be Friday.
0: Um, I know they ran the race. Yeah, I think it got rained out and moved Um, to Saturday.
2: Is what I think ended up being a problem. I'm not 100. Yeah,
0: I didn't end up watching the race. I mean, everything got rained out Friday and Saturday. It seems so that wouldn't yeah wouldn't be shocking.
2: Um,
0: but like. You know, and then Ryan Priest obviously ran the triple this weekend. That's a whole nother topic we can get into Oof. later if you guys want. I don't know if anybody watched the truck race on uh, on Friday night, but that one was a doozy. um yeah. And, uh but, you know, they brought 27 cars, which I did not expect that. um They, and, and at that point, it, you know, it got to, it got to where they, if they were, they were able to make it a single file line if they wanted to, but when there's 27 cars on the track, you have to pass at some point, you know, there's going to be lap traffic. Um, you know, there's, and there were, there were comers and goers in this race, you know, there was Matt Hirschman drove from mid pack up into the top five at the end of the race. Um, you know, Woody Pitcat had a really good run. Um, you know, guys like that came from, you know, mid pack or further and, and had it, I mean, these guys, they were able to pass. There was, I think three or four different lead changes, um, you know, just good, solid racing all all around. You could tell they were a little bit nervous when they, when they got next to each other, I thought. Um, but I was, I was excited for the race, but I thought it, I thought it was, uh, was better than even I expected. And to the casual fan, I think it was better than the late model race. Um, you know, obviously we watched it a little bit differently. I think that the some of the battles in the late model race were a lot better um you know made the late model race on par uh or better than than the the modified race but um yeah I mean to have it was very weird to have two kind of features like that in in one day where there's a lot of a lot of hype and a lot of outside people too got to see a lot of people that I know from covering races you know around New England that have never come up to thunder road or come up to thunder road you know once every five ten years too so all in all great day for the track i mean it was i don't know if you guys get to see the crowd too much but wow what what a crowd we had too
4: yeah they had full stands i know when i was leaving the pits i don't know who was behind me it was somebody from the modified tour i was walking out and i just eavesdropping listening to them and they were saying I, I've never seen a spectator crowd that big at a short track. So I mean, I don't know where they've been, but I mean the the stands were they were packed.
2: yeah, every one of them said something about it in their interview almost about how crazy the crowd was and stuff like that. especially it's so hard to believe when you have some of those guys that like pretty much race for a living, you know, like maybe they're not they're not getting rich doing it, but they're making a living driving those cars, you know, the midgets, stuff like that. all all that kind of group kind of expands to some other series so it is definitely cool to uh hear them say how badass the crowd was i know definitely a couple of the top three said it so i mean those are some of the best guys and i mean you know they've seen some crowds yeah
0: i i mean and talking with uh talking with well I, di- I didn't talk with matt hirschman he he got oh, away that from was me horseshit before. when you told
2: me that he
0: big-timed you
2: that's bullshit
0: he, he got away from me before <laughs> before i i could uh i could get to him he was walking around but yeah i don't think he took any media so um makes sense most popular winningest guy on the tour doesn't take any media and i don't it. know if it, i don't know i don't want him at Hirschman
2: bash because some no i think he's I, a good I, driver but why turn a guy down you just finished third at thunder road and well, you talked it up Talk to nick mumley he didn't <laughs> Sorry, Nick.
1: I'm passionate about your deal. That's all. I've never turned you down. He didn't. You're making hurt. it so he'll never talk to
2: Nick. <laughs> he didn't turn me down. Okay. There's a very big.
0: There's only been one guy who's ever turned me down for an interview. Well, um, actually, a few in like the street stocks and warriors that are that just tell me that they're not comfortable going on camera. Um, and then uh, a a certain um, midsummer two fifty winner that we will not uh, name names of at this time, um, from a few years ago. Um, but Matt, I don't Hirschman, want just, Matt Hirschman bash
2: either. I'm with you. I was just, I'm he, just like did, he, did not, he, he did not, he did
0: not turn me down. He, um, he kind of got out of there. He, he pulled the, the NASCAR, the NASCAR driver move where they get out of there before they have to talk to anybody. He skirted you. Yes. Okay. I, I, that's much better.
2: I forgive him then.
0: No, Matt Hirschman's very famous. Um a I, I wouldn't expect him to waste his time with me. Um, so it's like the time it's like the time I interviewed Joey Logano at Loudoun. Um, and for the rest of my life, I'm gonna be able to tell people that I interviewed Joey Logano uh after he finished in the top five in a NASCAR cup race. What they don't have to know is that the extent of the interview was me saying, Hey, Joey, do you got time for a couple of questions and him saying no and walking away. But I asked him a question. He answered it. That's an interview in my book. So <laughs> I only uses his
2: mobile one,
0: not penzoil, since that day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, anyway, the top two talking with them, um, they, they thought I, I was not expecting the drive the modified drivers to like the track at all um but they they told me that they actually really enjoyed it so that's that's good to hear and maybe they will come back at some point in the future um matthew marcel Ooh. you you guys each had interesting days well matt matt your day was not all that interesting i think we'll put it but My day was uh, quiet. it was quiet but it was good <laughs> Yeah, marcel's was, was very interesting so we're gonna we're gonna save uh marcel's stories here for for Go ahead, last Matt, take it away Matt, Matt. tell us all about tell us all about your day
1: uh i mean it started out good uh, for the first race out on the car this year uh we unloaded good and ugh, don't even know where we started in the heat uh like six or something qualified into that didn't have to worry about the conti which was nice i think that's the first time we've ever had to do that for this race so that was nice Um, Feature was uh, started 10th, got dragged back to 17th, uh, which when the outside sucked, that was fun. And then the outside started working and slowly, I don't know, we crawled back up to somewhere in the top 10. There was a couple of cautions. Um, Just about the time the track went to complete chaos on the bottom because of rubber, we all of a sudden had to worry about oil on the second groove. So it was kind of this cool intermediate, let's run the bottom in one and two, try not to wreck off from two, run the high lane in three and four so we don't wreck on the bottom of four. Um, (laughs) And that was fun. So we did this little cool bob and weave thing. That was fun to do. About the time I started to do that, I was in fifth, Pelkey was in fourth. um, And Pelkey started doing the same thing. And I felt I had a stronger car. So then I was like, well, let's see if we can't make a pass on the bottom. And it felt like we rode side-by-side forever. About Um, 90
0: laps, I would say, yeah. That's what it
1: felt like. I could not (laughs) get past him on the bottom. I was doing everything I could to not door him. Um, It was really good racing between the two of us. Uh, And then O'Donnell came in. Uh, I let O'Donnell go by, and I was like, well, you caught us. Let's see what you can do and see if you can't get around Pelkey. And, And about a lap and a half later, he doored the heck out of Pelkey and got by him. Derek oh, and- was in no mood to wait around and see what he could
0: do <laughs> yesterday. Nope. He nope. was going to the front. <laughs> and he, <laughs> he didn't leave the yesterday
2: out of that. Yeah, he's, he's never in that mood.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he only like he owned it in his interview. He was like, you know, I definitely roughed up some fenders, but no, it was about a lap and a half of uh, trying to get around Pelkey. He doored him and got around Pelkey, and that messed up Pelkey enough where I was able to get around him. Uh, and then at that point, it was just kind of follow O'Donnell until my tires got really angry car was good for about a hundred laps. Uh, that last 25, I came on the radio and I was like, the right rear is mad. And I started having to drive it off the right front. Um, which allowed Brandon to catch me. And then I had to race around Brandon for a while, uh, which was also really good clean racing with him ended up getting a lap car that kind of came up. We caught him, uh, ended up blocking Brandon and I was able to get around him there, but a pretty quiet race, uh, mainly just hard battles with a couple people here and there and just trying to deal with a track that wasn't favorable to drive on, but made the race really fun and interesting.
0: Yeah, Matt, I think, uh, I, I think you're sick of dealing with our shit or something, because that was like, you drove probably the cleanest race of anybody out there. On uh,
1: Sunday. I pulled out on the track. Um, and I basically thanked Arnie and Andrew and I said, Hey, thanks for all the hard work this off season. Let's make it count. Uh, and Arnie said, came on the radio and he said we're gonna keep it real simple your one goal is not to wreck the leader and uh (laughs) and I was like all right if that's the only thing that I can't do then I guess we got a good race um I asked if second third fourth and the rest of the field was still on the table my spotter said if you have to but you can't wreck the leader and I said okay (laughs) um no it was just it, it was it honestly was just like just try to keep the fenders on the car um longer races I tend to like um I it feels like they fit me a little bit better the short sprints are fun but it's uh it's not my style of racing um the longer races definitely play into my hand a little bit more uh it definitely puts the race more in the in the driver's hands and not how good your setup is that night so it was a fun race Uh, it was definitely a good way to start the year um okay Marcel I guess we can keep talking uh (laughs) Marcel's tiny tanker over here he's too many crown apples in <laughs> but uh, he hasn't he hasn't gotten too crazy tonight well that's because we're about to be talking about his race oh well that's true um that's true. oh well he's gone Taylor you got ran into by Kyle uh when there's a yellow flag coming out just to let you know Marcel ran right into the back of me under yellow one time too in that race so oh, it's it's a gravel thing
3: family yeah
1: yeah <laughs> Yeah, I think Marcel um, watched Kyle and was like, oh, I can do that too. And unfortunately used me as it. So that was that was a good time. Has
0: with minus, minus Marcel, um, we can maybe ask him this later, but has anyone ever seen a motor explode under race conditions the way that Eric
1: Chase's motor exploded? Uh, honestly, I didn't get to see it. Um, I've blown way too many motors, unfortunately. I don't know how. And none of mine blow up like they do in like the movies where it's like big cloud of smoke, like this awesome fiery explosion. How you want it to happen? Um, so the fact that Eric Chases almost mimicked that, that was cool, I guess. But it definitely screwed up the track. <laughs> yeah. Marcel, welcome
2: back. I heard you guys. You don't understand. My house isn't huge, okay? I ran into the back mat, so I hit Matt. And I'm Here we like, go. Dad, I was like dad, what the hell? And he's like, dude, it's on me. He's like, I got up here too late. I'm sitting on the damn ground. And this bar is right between me and the flagger. And I didn't even see the yellow. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I know. I saw Matt's hand and then I saw his spoiler go up. And I was like, Yep, there goes that. It's thing. not even the and, first and time you run into
1: in the street stocks. You ran into me getting off the track.
2: I was flipping somebody off like Taylor. I was mad.
1: Yeah, see? Flipping off people is great, but I was just, dude, in the street socks. We didn't even know each other at the time. That's the best part. Me and Marcel had no clue who we were. I just got done taking my belts off. My Hans was coming off. And all of a sudden, I felt like I got hit by a freight train. And I remember climbing out of the car. And my dad was like, what the heck happened to the rear bumper? And I let a couple words go. And I was like, that stupid whatever kid down there. And now we're best friends. It's great. It's great. everything's great everything's great <laughs> everything's great so speaking about how everything's great
0: uh myself oh. yo take us through your day <laughs> oh gosh
2: yeah no i mean it, and like i kind of said in my i try to put posts out there so people can really know i mean honestly we had a really solid day like through practice and stuff and Um, Gary Crooks from Port City Race Cars was there and he really I told him I said listen I want you to be very honest with me during this day and tell me stuff that I need to know and like I can put my feelings aside and I felt like he helped me a lot Um, he was very helpful with us Uh, every pretty much everything we did to the car it made it better and uh, I mean he was fully invested there he wasn't paid to be there you know he he wants to make his program better and try to get these Port City cars going so It was really cool to have somebody like him around the pits all day. Um, So that was really cool. And the heat race, we kind of, I kind of picked the wrong line. I knew that it probably wasn't going to go, but I knew Gabe had kind of been struggling and Chris wasn't as good in the heat as he ended up being in the race. So I kind of bet against them, put ourselves in a little bit of a hole, but we still came back up through like really well, got a plus four for the heat race and the feature started and I didn't have communication with my dad for the first 20 laps yeah obviously. so i i literally didn't i had nothing like he came. i came to get the green and he didn't even say green he never told me rolled green and so the whole time i was like kind of riding behind dragon i was we we're barely moving and i was like i know i can beat him but every time i looked in my mirror i felt like steven was like on my quarter um and I didn't, I wasn't trying to run him in the fence on lap 10, you know, and the last communication that I had with my dad was that he was out there, and uh, he finally, he went by, and we pulled out right behind him, and I mean, we weren't, we weren't even really using the car yet, you know, we were just kind of trying to take what the race would get us, Uh I went up there, I mean, Stephen got up there to first and second, and I was just testing to see how long it would take me to get to him, we got to him pretty quick, and I felt like if I'd have pulled out two laps sooner, we would be having a lot different discussion because our, our car was really good. Um, it was super unfortunate. I just, I always try to take care of my stuff in these long races. And in reality, when I caught Steven, I should have just pulled out and passed him because I had the car to do it. And it would have really changed the course of my whole day. And then we had that restart and um, where all the speedy drivers out there and I'm going to keep my comments on that to myself, um, because they're not encouraged and no. uh, just got lucky not to destroy a race car, you know, like a racetrack. And, and I, I talked to Scott today and I mean, I, I let him know what I thought in a professional way, but I mean, you couldn't have drove a scooter around the outside lane of that racetrack without crashing it, let alone a 2,800 pound late model. So, but I mean, I had to drive it in there like we could and Thankfully, it was a couple of experienced guys and myself and Cody and Corliss, and we didn't junk, you know, 15 $40,000 late models. So that was a plus and uh, then we came back up through there and we were running faster laps than the leader. I mean, we were running eights on lap 80, you know, and it was tough and the right front went down and that was pretty much our day, but uh, it was a long day, but we had a, we had an awesome car. It was, it's definitely the best car that we've had since we've got this Port City car. And one of the best cars I've had for one of those long races in a while. So it was unfortunate that it kind of got taken away from us there. We worked our way back up to fifth. I think we could have pretty easily run in the top three. And Steven was definitely good, but uh, the way the track was racing, I don't know if I would have ever been able to get by him without really using him up. So it was definitely a long day, but um, we had a good car. So I'm pretty anxious to get back there next Friday. I left I left pretty anxious to get back already before we even left. So
0: well, that's good. Uh, yeah. yeah it was good and it
2: sucked at the same time you
0: know yeah like i said at the top of the show positives to take away for yeah. everybody yeah. um so tonight on my drive home um i uh, well we'll make it clear i was in the passenger seat of the vehicle um i was <laughs> looking at facebook and i saw that a debate had uh i, I don't even know if we can call it a debate um, but I, I think it's important that we explain this on here. Um, people were asking why in your situation, Marcel, you have a tire go down and then they won't let, they, they won't let you back on the track under green conditions. If you go and, um, and pit for the flat tire, Yeah. some folks decide to stop on the track and, um, get a caution out of it so they can stay in the race. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I guess we'll just let you explain to the masses from your mouth itself um, why, uh, why that's not the thing to do and why that's not a debate.
2: Yeah, I mean, because the reason it's not a debate, and I, I mean, I guess I can just come out and say it's because what kind of guy am I, if I get on this podcast, on the first show we ever do, and lecture a guy about spinning out on purpose twice and bringing out a caution. And then I bring out a caution. You know, like what, what does that say about me as a guy? You know, so I mean, what what happens? I bring out a yellow right there. Stephen Donahue restarts on the bottom and Derek O'Donnell wins the race and Stephen Donahue clearly had a good enough car to win the race. So like, I guess what it comes down to is what does that really say about me as a guy if I blow a right front and park it on the back stretch? You know, um, it totally changes the course of a race. Um, I would have loved to see myself win the race, but even if I park it right there, I'm probably not going to win the race from as deep as I'm going to have to come. And I grew up that racetrack with Tom Curley, and if I was stopped on that racetrack with Tom Curley, and he would have seen me afterwards, he probably would have grabbed me by the neck and asked me what I was thinking. So um, you can't really take that out of me. So. I didn't feel it was right. It clearly wasn't. I've heard him say it a bunch of times. It wasn't our day. And um, I kind of try to go by that when I race. And yesterday obviously wasn't our day. So um, if I stop on the backstretch, maybe I stop and get run over, you know, and cause a pileup. Maybe somebody doesn't see me stopping or slowing way down. A lot of things could have happened. And I just didn't feel like it was right to stop on the racetrack i mean i didn't want my points count season to start with an 18th place finish but i certainly didn't want to stop have the yellow come out and then act like my car didn't start when we all know that it started and we all know that i had a flat right front tire so um i guess it just was kind of how i was i guess brought up almost in the racing community at thunder road that it just wouldn't have been right for me to park it on the backstretch and let a yellow come out. I ran something over. It's tough shit. And you have to go on with your day because I've driven by guys that I know stopped when they didn't need to. And I've been like that son of a bitch, you know? So I didn't want to be that guy yesterday.
1: I think that question can kind of go two ways only because there used to be a time before the wall. And even during the wall that when you blew a tire, you didn't stop and didn't cause a caution. You could pit and you would get let back out on the track. And unfortunately we had that super unfortunate accident, uh, where two people got seriously hurt and we lost those two people that were allowing us out on the track in a safe manner. Um, so now it's kind of a catch 22, you know, you, you could, you can do what Marcel did and pretty much knowingly know you're taking yourself completely out of the race. Cause you're not getting let back out on the track like that your, your day is a hundred percent over. I've done it before. Um, and it is, it it really comes down to the driver of, you know, are they going to, are they going to go by the, it's not my day, like something super unfortunate happened. That's out of my control. Or are they going to say, Hey, this was out of my control. Let me fix it. I can do better than that. Like I have a better finish than what I'm about to get. Um, and I, I think it really, it really boils down to what type of guy, what type of person are you? What type of driver are you? Are you, are you willing to maybe hurt a couple people's feelings just to have a better finish? Or are you going to go out there and are you going to drive with the respect that you hope that you get from everyone else? Um, I think it's a little bit different than what Marcel talked about in the first episode. Um, what happened to Marcel is completely out of his control. What happened with another driver was completely in their control. Um, they looped it twice on purpose. It's not like they blew a tire and stopped. They It was a hundred percent in their control. And, and that's what happened. Um, so it's, I mean, I think it, it can go either way. I think back when we were able to go back on the track, it was, uh, you know, don't bring out the caution, don't come to a stop. And I think ever since we lost that ability, I think we've started to see more people come to a stop and bring out that caution, knowing that that's the only way they get to keep racing.
2: Yeah, pretty much.
1: So, uh, end
0: of the late model race was, so to like I said earlier to the casual eye might not have seemed all that exciting um but to uh the people really following along just a tremendous battle at the end of this race between um Donahue and, and Kyle Pembroke and uh Derek O'Donnell the three of them kind of within like a one and a half second blanket um at the end of this race just trying to and you guys have talked about the track uh and how, interesting it was and and how different you had to drive it and the three of those guys were just absolutely going at it um you know at the end of the end of a race cars aren't handling well um you gotta try to you know dig for whatever you can to uh, to make a run and right when it looked like Pembroke was gonna catch up to Stephen Donahue uh, as Donahue caught the lap traffic um he he parted the Cs got his first, uh, got his first spot on the granite. So, um, I guess my question to the group, uh, how, where were we when, uh, when this was happening, obviously Matt and Marcel on the track, um, what do you guys think of, of Donahue's driving at the end of the race? And, uh, have you guys ever been in, in a spot where, you know, it's a, it's a long run like that, and it's just you and, and one or two other guys just you know, absolutely battling it out where you got to find different spots on the track to, to try to gain, gain ground or or drive away from somebody.
4: I don't think in the tiger, you really get that as much as the late models. I mean, the late models, you can search for grip tigers. You kind of know where you got to run to be fast. So I don't know if we kind of have that same deal.
0: So what are you doing? You know, let's say, you know, you get a twenty twenty-five lap green green flag run at the, at the end of the race. You know, you're let's say four or five tenths behind, uh, behind somebody, and you're trying to chase them down for the win. Cam, what are you doing as a tiger driver to try to to make up that gap and get the win?
4: I guess um, maybe not searching for different lanes, but maybe backing up the corner a little bit, maybe driving in deeper, paying attention to where they're going in, how far they're driving in. I'd say, yeah, you could probably see that. Maybe if I drive it in a little deeper, I can catch them. If I don't slip up, driving it in deeper. That sort of thing.
0: Taylor, you got anything you ever been? I obviously haven't been going for a win just quite yet. Uh hopefully that's soon. Um, but have you ever been in, in a spot where it's just kind of you and and a couple other cars and you're you're trying to really chase somebody down?
3: Um Yes. I mean, yes and no. The problem with last year, I wasn't, I was just still learning. So me trying to chase people down is more of a following game. And I did, you did cut out. So I didn't really hear what you asked him. And this was the same exact question. So I don't want to make sure I'm not going like wildly off topic or anything, but um, no, not really. Honestly, like milk bowl. And this last weekend was like, the first two races that I've ever felt like a contender to like actually be fast and like I would have never been able to pass on the outside in my past season (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah I I don't really have much to speak on it I guess is what I can say I haven't been close enough to top and as we saw in my heat when I did I got a little excited and unfortunately (laughs) did that to myself (laughs) As much as everyone walked up to me and they're like, what broke? And I'm like, I wish something. I don't, but like, I Attraction. wish something. <laughs> yeah. It was like my head broke, maybe like, I just got too excited.
0: I remember I was, I was working on some stuff, um, on my computer and I looked up right as you went into turn three, I was like, Oh, look at that. Taylor's got like a big lead in this heat race. And then as soon as that thought crossed my mind, um, as siri comes up on my computer here let's get rid of that i I don't know how to fix that but anyway as soon as uh that thought came across my mind i saw the i I saw your wheels pointed right in the car uh in a full tokyo drift uh as marcel described his late model uh earlier today um going into three and then it looked like you saved it and then you didn't and then maybe again and then the wall
3: yeah it was a whole <laughs> lot of my hands going the crazy thing is my hands moving my i don't even like i don't i'm not even thinking about it my dad You're was swatting like,
0: flies Swat yeah. he flies. was like
3: what was going on in there like what what were you thinking like what happened i'm like i don't even know if that's a bad answer like i mean i know it is but like my hands were doing what they needed to do i went to Bear Ridge the night before so i was probably trying to like dirt drive and i don't even know I did was you like, race at Bear Ridge? Oh no, I was just watching. What a group of folks there. Let me tell you.
0: Dude, I want to go the, there this year.
1: The
3: food oh, is good. It was I, yeah, they have really good food.
1: The food is really good. <laughs> they do like this cheese fry on top of chicken tenders or whatever it is.
0: Yeah. God so damn. Good.
3: gravy cheese. Dude. Good. <laughs> but it let's, is Let's
0: make a behind the visor group trip to uh, Bear Ridge one of these Saturdays. I mean, like-
3: All I can say is, I felt like a (laughs) Kardashian walking in there. Like, I was bougie in my crocs. My crocs were like Balenciaga's there.
0: When. When I get start getting the the angry messages from our Bear edge listeners, oh no, about how you said Super you were fun. better than all of them.
3: <laughs> oh, I'm not. Oh my god, I loved it. I literally t- kid you not, I actually loved watching it. It was so much fun. I had to put my pit vipers on to not get dirt in my face, and it was great. It was great. Pit vipers is
2: a plug she sponsored. That was a activation. good plug. Yeah, that, that was an it. amazing
0: plug. <laughs> um, yeah, sneak it right um, in there. Yeah, I'm hoping pit, uh, I'm hoping that you're uh you're sending some of that pit viper money to the inside groove if you're if you're going to be running ads on my show here.
1: <laughs> hey, you you have the ability to cut that out.
0: We do. Hey, you, uh, you know,
1: Cam, your bleep button. We need it. Uh, you could like voice over that. and put like Oakley in there to really <laughs> screw it up.
4: Just move that bleep button back.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, we'll
0: we'll cut and paste that. <laughs>
2: What taylor was saying how she hasn't been in the position with the lap car thing and everything like that i have an unpopular opinion about what happened yesterday and i feel like it's good advice is when you are racing where you're currently racing right now you know where you're having to start in the back and you are having to come up through you race those people clean and someday you're going to be leading the race and you're going to go to lap them and guess what that what happened to yesterday is not going to happen to you and that is just it's unpopular opinion, hundred percent, but I have, I have lapped people. And when you are lapping guys that are slower and you have raced them clean for your whole career, they will do what they have to do to get out of your way. When you don't, they won't. So, I mean, it's just one of those things that you need to, you always have to be thinking about that that is going to happen someday to you. Someday you're going to be leading a race and you're going to catch somebody. And if you didn't race them clean, they're not going to try that hard to get out of your way.
3: That's what like my dad and I will always like, I always do a little pep talks and whatnot. And that's exactly it. Like, you know, race people, how you want to be raced, like show them I'm there. Cause like all last year, you know, I wanted to gain a lot of respect and I wasn't necessarily a contender, but now this year, you know, being a contender, everyone's like, you know, they come and give me kudos for like all the respect I gained. And I'm like, that's exactly like, was my goal last year. There wasn't, (laughs) I wasn't going for points. I wasn't going for anything. Like just gaining respect that way. Like you know, when I can start being a contender, I'm not going to get treated like bleep button, (laughs) S-H-I-T. But yeah, it's, it's great advice really. And I hope that.
2: Yeah. And I mean, I know, and I'm not trying to give you unwanted advice, but I mean, we all know who was in front of Stephen Donahue the other day. And we all know the history that those two race car drivers have. And ultimately that made Stephen Donahue having to win the Memorial Day Classic yesterday harder than it would have been if that was, almost anybody else and so i mean that just boils down to exactly that you know just <laughs> you gotta be thinking about those days right now and i know what you mean you definitely are gaining people's respect i just i thought i would put that out there because when i saw who it was it, it wasn't that hard to believe for me yep
0: there we go life advice and racing advice from marcel gravel while he wears the dale earnhardt
2: it, it's, so it's sure. true man i'm telling you he's like, doing I it for
0: actually, dale tonight
2: get they'll get out of your way if you've always been pretty good to him uh, yes and no a couple people most of the time, <laughs> It's not a guaranteed thing you know sometimes people are just have their head on crooked that day but
1: yeah most there, of there the are time, some if people
2: good they'll get out of your way
1: yeah there are some people that will just run in the middle of the track just for the heck of it and it's you know you just kind of sit there and you're like all right i guess i'm gonna find a way around you and it ain't gonna be pretty <laughs> it's gonna be through you <laughs> yeah <laughs> matt were you were were you nervous
0: racing the 64 for so long yesterday uh
1: no not really um i don't know for me it, it's everything's in the past but it was between him and then i ruffled feathers with brandon last year so literally my race was just uh yeah. Yeah. I agree with Marcel with whatever he just did over there, but literally my race yesterday was just like, I don't think it was mending anything, but it was definitely racing with people that I didn't really want to be racing long periods of laps with, <laughs> but well, I uh, think,
0: I, I think you gained some respect out there.
1: Yeah. I mean, the only thing that scared me was I was racing side by side with Pelky for so long. And then O'Donnell came up there and doored Pelky. And I came on the radio and I was like, hey, hey, let Pelky Spotter know that that was O'Donnell, not me. <laughs> like, <laughs> because that was the only moment that I got scared.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Well,
0: uh, got a few minutes left here. Um, one thing I was thinking about all weekend, obviously Memorial Day is, Memorial Day weekend is like the best weekend for racing um, all year long. There's stuff going on all over the place. Um, so, Last week, Marcel asked us uh, if we owned a late model, who would be our driver. So I kind of thought it was interesting. Uh, I, I think that's kind of an interesting thing to do with this show, and I'm thinking maybe one one per episode. We'll do like a random hypothetical, just to see where we're at. Um, and so, and, and you guys are welcome to come up with a random hypothetical any week that you want to. Um, you have but this week. This week, this week I have it. I thought about it last night watching the NASCAR race, which was awesome, by the way. I don't know if you guys stayed up for it, but thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, Marcel's shaking his head. Did you not like the race last night? Oh,
2: no, I liked the race. I didn't stay up to watch it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I fell asleep.
0: I, I was about to go to bed, and then I looked up, and Chris Buescher was barrel rolling down the front stretch at Charlotte Motor Speedway, and I was like, I might have, I I might be doing myself a disservice to go to bed right now. (laughs) Um, But anyway, hypothetical question of the week uh, has to do with Memorial Day weekend. So much racing around uh, the entire country, entire world. If you guys get the weekend off from Thunder Road, let's say they decide not to hold the Memorial Day Classic one year. And you guys get to go to any race on Memorial Day weekend anywhere in the country. There's Monaco. There's Coke 600. There's Indy 500. Uh, they've got the the little 500 in uh in Indiana where they race all like the quarter midget things. Um, at like the short track Indianapolis 500 style. Where, where would we be going? Uh, with our Memorial Day weekend? Yeah, Taylor, go. <laughs>
3: Um, oh, geez, I feel like if I, no offense to racing, I'd want to go on the boat, but um, (laughs) you have a boat? Oh, I don't have a boat. I'm just a passenger. But anyways, I'd probably just do, my dad probably not like my answer, but the Coke 600, just for the fact that I follow NASCAR the most, I don't really follow like one and all that jazz like my dad had it playing in the trailer all day but i was not i just don't follow it really nascar is what i follow the most if anything so i guess i'll be my pick but again i probably choose a nice sunny day and go on the boat
0: yeah so <laughs> earlier today we we agreed that we would record tonight on on memorial day monday um at, at eight o'clock uh taylor tells us a little bit uh before eight. Can we do like eight fifteen? Um I'm I'm just getting in off the boat. I and I'm sitting here, I spent my day um staining my parents back deck um in the heat and getting even more sunburnt, even more so than I I got sunburnt uh on Sunday at Thunder Road. Uh and I'm like, yep, must be nice, Taylor, spending the day
1: on, on the boat. My day was brought to me by Icy Hot and Advil because I woke up this morning and I was like, wow, there's muscles in my body that I didn't know existed after racing 125 laps like that. So it was a good time. Oh and my then God, I, Kyle
2: said that horse crap to me today too. He's like, my neck is sore. I was like, 25 laps, dude? 25 yeah. laps and your neck is sore? I don't well, want to hear
1: about it. <laughs> that first race back of the year did me in today, but then I did. I had to go do yard work, had to go plant the garden and stuff and Got more you guys are gonna laugh like at me.
0: Said. You guys are gonna laugh at me, but uh, and I was telling Marcel about this because me and him are always the first two in the Zoom call um, before everybody else for some reason. Um, but earlier today, I actually uh, before stating my parents' deck, um, I hopped on iRacing for the first time in like six months and did like three or four races and. I was like my arms hurt. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> Dude, I have power <laughs> steering this year. That's fun. Last year I didn't have power steering. Um about halfway through the halfway through the season it just stopped working. My arms
2: hurt. My oh, yeah. arms
1: hurt. hurt. Yeah, my arms didn't hurt after those races. I mean, so five I'll put them in an
2: ice bath here
1: right after we get done.
2: Matt, where would you go? Where would you go on Memorial Day weekend if you didn't have under
1: road, I've done the Coke 600, uh, back in what was it, 2014, I think, and it was that was awesome. Um, that was a good weekend. They do the World of Outlaws right there at the Charlotte Dirt Track uh, that mm. Friday night, I think, or Saturday night, whatever it is. Um, yeah, and, and then, Battle. yep, yeah, I think he might have actually won that race that year. But either way, um, so that was a cool weekend. Charlotte's a great little area, but because I've done it, I would definitely head to Indy. Um, I want to go for the facility. Um, the racing's cool, but I just want the experience of being at, at that track. Um, everyone that goes there says that it's the best facility, you know, uh, out there to go to for a race. So I definitely want to go and experience that. And uh, I think that would definitely be where I'm headed if uh if I had a boat, maybe, but probably to Indy. Nice.
0: Cam.
4: Uh, my dad's got a boat, but I'd probably still go to Indy. (laughs) (laughs) I've uh, obviously never been to that. And I'd have never seen those cars in person either. And just watching them on TV, they look wild. So I I would definitely pick Indy if I had to pick one to go to.
2: MJ? Um, I don't know. I, the Indy 500 seems like it'd be cool. The Coke 600 put me to sleep at my house, so. Maybe I'll be, like, you know, off the wall. I'll go to Monaco. I don't know. Those those cars look pretty sick, honestly. They look really cool. I've never seen – I mean, obviously, I've never seen Indy, but I've never seen, a like, a circuit track or whatever they call those. Um, I think that'd probably be pretty cool to watch. They, I mean, it looks like it could be boring if you, like, follow it all the time, you know, because it doesn't seem like they really race each other. Like, if they even, you know, brush the same air as the guy next to them they're like making radioactive about how much of a dick the guy is um so i'd probably go to that though at least be cool to see it in person one time because it's just so much different than you know what we have around here not that the indy 500 isn't but those f1 cards are pretty badass looking
0: have have any of you guys watched drive to survive on netflix
3: my dad oh. has and he said it's good and he said i should oh, start watching it. you guys brother.
0: have got to watch it um i've actually i've always kind of been like a small time f1 fan uh i don't watch many of the races because most of them are either at two o'clock in the morning or six o'clock in the morning um so i i'm just my my sleep schedule is too too important to watch european race cars um but they actually put on pretty decent racing monaco not so much monaco is very much if you win the pole you're going to win the race um but F1 has like, they have good racing and it's also kind of like reality TV. There's just, there is very, there is an incredible amount of chaos going on like around behind the scenes in the scenes, everything with F1. It's very, very political. And it's not like, it's not racing. Like any of us know it to be racing. It's, it's just a completely different type of, everything they do it's it's the the only thing that's similar about it is that there's you know four tires and they're trying to win the race that's it but monaco would only be fun if i was a multi-millionaire maybe multi-billionaire uh that seems like a place where you only have a good time if you're really 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 rich isn't everything kind of like that though under roads more fun with a million dollars yeah um but i'm talking like monaco like you don't get to go anywhere or do anything if you like oh. don't like know like an oil giant or something. Yeah. Um, so I would go, I would go to uh, the Indy 500. I've always said that um, that race is my second favorite race of the year to the Milk Bowl. Um, I don't know. There's something about the Indy 500. It is. It's just the the weather is always really nice for it it's always like a beautiful day and like you guys said indianapolis motor speedway is an absolutely beautiful facility and like camp said i want to see and hear those cars in person like there's that i mean nascar like cup cars sound like late models with the sound cranked up like three times four times um I, I want to hear an Indy car in person just to just to hear what that thing sounds like going down the straightaway at like 230 miles per hour. Like that's that's ridiculous to me. So that would be my choice.
1: Do we have to talk about the not that we do we have to but should we talk about the Warriors to make a certain someone on Facebook happy. Oh, we Wait,
3: yeah. we
1: don't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> i was about to say should we talk about mike's legendary interview that was very kyle bush after the tiger race but the war- went with what you said
1: well the warriors and the heat dude i love the warriors they are a crazy bunch honestly if there was a division if i had to just stop racing and doing what i'm doing i'd go race with the warriors because they're just insane But I did watch a car that was going maybe five miles an hour run into a car that was parked sideways about half a track in front of them. So that was the icing on the cake. That made the day for me. I've seen a lot of warrior Facebook drama on the interwebs today. Yeah. A lot of
0: guys, a lot of guys get torn up. A lot of guys are. Talking about different things and how their days went bad. It was not a not an order ordinary warrior race. I didn't get to catch any
1: of it because I was down at Victory Lane with the late models. You didn't see old Professor Al Maynard out there wheeling it? I did not. He's too oh good for that my division. Goodness. He's way
2: too talented for that division. Don't. He knows that.
1: Yeah, but he's still having fun.
2: Well, I'm sure he's having a great time. Something he's you weren't doing right?
1: yesterday, MJ. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Dude, Mike McCaskill act like he's not having fun. Just won a Tiger race. They're like, so what was the problem with the other car? He's like, car shit. <laughs> like, They're like, what well, about the track? He picked the top. He's like, track was shit? Everything. <laughs> he's like, oh, I don't know. I mean, I was listening from inside the pits. And I'm like, did he just win or like get wrecked? And we're like interviewing him out there. It was awesome. Like, he's a very authentic guy.
1: <laughs> Instead of everything's great, everything's shit. Everything's shit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, shout out um, Al Maynard. All love. Great race car driver. Yeah. And yeah, he I didn't really it. mean that he shouldn't be racing that. If he's having fun, <laughs> he'd be racing it. <laughs>
1: Myself backpedaling so hard
2: right now. <laughs> oh, I love that I love that guy. I <laughs> literally nice let day him drive my late that. model one night. Like it's all love. He knows
1: that. Myself right now is envisioning coming out of turn two and a warrior is just gonna come out onto the track and destroy him.
2: <laughs> uh, Annie Carroll Highway, Alan, take me out of the like seventh place or
1: something. <laughs> uh, all right, MJ. Did well, you have another hypothetical? It sounded like you had one. Do no. I? It sounded like you had another hypothetical.
2: No, no, I just didn't know if Nick came up with it or if he was about to ask us if we did because I, I didn't have
1: one. Oh, damn. I kind of like
0: these. I was going to put you on the one. spot.
1: Marcel, come up with a question.
2: Right now?
1: <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> That's what I was going I have a
2: to do.
3: question.
1: Okay, wait, no, I have one then. I wait, have Taylor one. has one. Taylor's hands up. Taylor, go. Sorry. Taylor,
2: go. Um, Taylor
3: raised her like, hand I mean, first. It's only for one person. Uh-oh. And oh, boy. I know that, like, Nick, Marcel, and Matt are close so they probably know this cam maybe you know this i don't know justin asked me the other day where does the j and mj come from me oh
2: um my middle name is joseph
3: oh. that's my
2: middle name look at us <laughs> <laughs> well because i like, for life camera look <laughs> at us <laughs> oh my camera's over there <laughs> yeah. yeah no it comes from joseph yeah, sure. and it seems how like my dad and his dad are named marcel also um, it makes things much less confusing.
3: Yeah. Well, Justin was like, why doesn't he get called MG? I'm like, Ugh, that doesn't quite work as well.
2: <laughs> he hasn't before,
0: but he will now.
2: <laughs> uh. Dude, I always wished that I was a third once I heard Tom Carey's name. Like, his TC3. Like, that's just a badass, like, you that know, name that he said. Yeah. Yeah. I was always like, MG3. Man, that would have been so cool. That is but literally reality.
1: That is literally, I'm uh, pretty sure it's a German machine gun from like World War II. So kind of cool. The oh. way you run your mouth, I mean, it's fitting. Dangerous
2: <laughs> and out of control. That would have fit me perfectly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That was great. That was fantastic. I'm, I'm very I'm sure glad, that Matt, gun. I'm, I'm glad that Matt knew about the the German
1: uh, war machinery. I'm Big pretty sure he's the only here. one. Yeah, military's <laughs> military is very much on my side of the family, so <laughs> big yes, history That's buff. true.
2: That's fair. <laughs> Jesus, that was good. I wasn't ready for that. A German machine gun. <laughs> oh my god! This is some like after-hours stuff right here that we're dipping into the tail end of the show.
1: <laughs> I'm afraid of what the next two hours might bring. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Little do they know we sit here for at least another hour just talking absolute nonsense. Like yeah.
0: <laughs> We brought it up last week. Uh, we brought up how bad it was. Um, and I think that we all kind of felt bad about it uh, last week because last week after the show was not nearly as bad as the week before. The week before was
2: dark.
1: I did not feel bad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, it's my favorite part. Like I'm ready for Nick to be like, all right, folks, so that's it for this week's episode of Behind the Visor shut it off and then the real stuff comes out how we all really feel <laughs>
1: <laughs> so mj is your hypothetical do you clean the track twice or once
2: oh everything's great
1: <laughs> thank you perfect <laughs> good night
0: <laughs> all right yeah that, that, that's a good that's a good place that's to end it, it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh be back in a week two weeks after uh next friday we'll be back, we'll be we can back in time to recap the first friday night of the season we'll put it that way so all right everybody thanks for listening as always rate subscribe tell your friends tell your co-workers tell people that aren't your friends any of that, that it post it on facebook about how
2: much you hate us bad yes. press is still press yes yep start start some
0: some
1: drama
2: Taylor Moore oh, so. is going to be running a late model the next week, running around now.
1: <laughs> she's feeling confident. She's flipping people off.
2: Flipping the bird and running late models. She's growing up right before our eyes. Truly yep.
1: seasoned.
0: <laughs> Marcel gave her the advice, and now she's just running with it.
2: Now she's taking off. Look out, Brian's budget, because Taylor is ready to go. Late model, Tiger Street stock. It don't matter. She's running it. <laughs>
0: well marcel you gave her the advice you skipped you skipped tiger so i mean you're making a bad influence on the
1: kids
2: dude i'm a horrible influence i'm a horrible influence don't look
1: up we are dipping into after hours you already said pretty much goodbye
2: everyone
1: Everyone has already exited out of spotify (laughs) all right goodbye everyone